0: Live at 5, Sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Rocket scientist and magician Josh Dobbs takes the Vikings to a victory yesterday against all odds. You thought he might come in, but not necessarily under these circumstances. Boy, he comes in and, you know, a couple of turnovers, but he made a lot more big plays than he did uh, bad plays. Well,
1: it's pretty remarkable. His first drive, he takes a safety. Second drive, he fumbles the ball away. And it looked like disaster. I mean, it looked the score at one point was eleven to three, and it looked like the Vikings might not ever get another first down. <laughs> Man, <it's laughs> I mean, in his last thirty-one minutes, he produced two passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, a two-point conversion, and and also, of course, among that, the game-winning drive and game-winning touchdown. Uh, I've just never seen anything quite like that. And you know what? I think I was telling you last week. You know, I just I didn't have a lot of confidence Jaren Hall was going to be able to be up to this. Yep. I will say that I thought before he got hurt, he he played pretty well. Yeah, uh, and then he gets the concussion, and Dobbs comes in with three days of practice, having met, you know, he didn't know the names of his team, all his teammates. <laughs> uh, he didn't hadn't ever played catch with Brandon Powell before Sunday morning, where he threw him a couple of balls. He didn't know you know where guys liked the ball. He didn't know how many plays, and for him to go in, it's just. It's remarkable. I mean, i, I just, you know, I've been, I've been covering the NFL since 1989. I don't know that I've ever seen a game quite like that
0: one. I saw some crazy stat yesterday, because there was a lot of them coming out after this, that he's the first quarterback, or uh, third quarterback in history, along with Bernie Kosar and somebody from the 40s, to start and win uh, games in consecutive weeks for two different franchises. Now, Bernie Kosar, yeah. that's back in the 80s, and the other guy was in the 40s. It just doesn't happen.
1: It doesn't happen. There were yeah, there were a bunch of stats like that flying around yesterday. First guy ever to have a rushing and passing touchdown for the same team in two consecutive weeks. I mean, yeah. It just yeah. yeah, it just this doesn't happen. It just and for all the games we've seen, for the thousands of games we've seen, the thousands of different circumstances we've seen, this just doesn't happen. Uh, come in three days of practice, come in, play great. Lead your team to a victory, not just a victory, but a, an important victory—a game with playoff implications on the road in a loud stadium. Um, you know, and, and Dobbs is a very, you know, very not only smart guy but very entertaining guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's talking about you know basically this is like uh, you know the difference in terminology between the systems he played in before and having to learn this system. He says so like you take Spanish AP Spanish all semester, and at the end of the semester, they okay, now we're going to have you translate all the AP Spanish stuff into AP French, right? (laughs) It's like, it's a completely different language. Uh, And, and yes, he's very smart, but he's also very athletic. Uh, His ability to get outside the pocket and make some plays running and scrambling really made the difference.
0: No doubt. And didn't he say uh, after the game that O'Connell was telling him, okay, this is what the play call was in uh, at Arizona, but we run that play, but this is what we call it instead. Wasn't there some of that going on?
1: Yes, uh, basically, and Kyle Colonel was very funny after the game. said, "You know, you know. I think he was getting sick of me talking so much in his headset. because I was just every play. I was explaining everything to him. You know, and it, it, I don't know. Uh, it, listen, the, the NFL is a violent, brutal, cold league, and this was really endearing stuff. Really, the last eight nine days, you know. Uh the way the Vikings responded at losing cousins, these are grown men crying in the locker room, then they wear cousins T shirts on Sunday morning. Uh Jaron Hall goes out there and does his best and then Dobbs comes in and plays great. And this is this is a very likable group, you know, and there's there's none of that nobody gave us a chance, you know I mean there's none of that silliness you hear so often. These guys just really enjoy playing for each other, playing for O'Connell. Uh you know, even if they'd lost, this mm-hmm. this would have been endearing. But when you take all of those personalities and all the circumstances, and you actually watch them produce a, a victory under those circumstances, it it's it's really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, what's... Uh, Is the reason they, you know, because they had other options to go and get a quarterback. They were definitely going to get somebody on Tuesday, and they land on Dobbs. I heard that they had somebody else in mind, and that didn't work out, uh, so they wound up with Dobbs. They obviously made the right choice, but didn't he have a specific skill set that they liked in the fact that he probably could catch up to the offense really quickly?
1: My guess is, you know, they haven't really told us exactly what they were going after. They never will. I'm sure it'll slowly leak out. My guess is he was not their first choice, mm. um, and on that Monday, the Cardinals came out and said, "Hey, we're probably changing directions in quarterbacks here." And then on Tuesday, they'd like to trade for him. I think it was a combination of the fact they knew he was smart, they knew he was mobile, and they knew they could get him without really—I mean, they basically got him for free. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, they basically traded a, a six for seven, a six-round draft pick for a seventh round draft pick. That's almost that's as close to nothing as you can get. So to get somebody with who they thought would be adaptable for almost nothing, uh, you know, even if it didn't work out, it wasn't going to cost them anything. What they didn't want to do is spend real draft capital on a guy, have that guy come in here, end up not making the playoffs anyway, and now you're looking for you might be looking for a quarterback and you don't have draft capital. But you know, as much as there are things to like about Dobbs, one of the big attractions was he just wasn't expensive
0: yeah and very mobile I would think that that might have played into it too because to teach a guy to be able to go three reads deep uh in a passing game offense off of four days of work a little different if he can't really move if that's all that he has they knew that if things broke down and Dobbs just didn't see what was going on he could just take off and run
1: yeah and Listen, if, if the right pocket passer had been available for the right price, mm-hmm. maybe they go that way because then that person can just play the way Cousins does. Mm-hmm. But I've always said, to me, the best combination you can have in the NFL is, you know, a really good pocket passer is your starter and a run-around-make-plays guy as your backup because mm-hmm. it's harder, you know, when if you have an injury uh, during a game, we have a reason to put your back up in. You kind of like them to give a different look and to be able to to take advantage of some some unsettled situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, they didn't realize Dobbs was actually going the game on Sunday, so <laughs> this was not part of the plan. But you know, I don't know. I I don't know how much credit we give them for thinking this was possible, and how much we say they just got a guy who made sense to pick up.
0: Yeah uh and he was playing with a mash unit on the offensive side of the ball yep. as the game went along i mean d- did anybody know that Darussell wasn't going to play until game time
1: uh it came out on saturday ah, okay. friday they i think friday afternoon they started they kind of tipped that, okay, Darisaw is now going to be part of the injury report Saturday. It was like, okay, it doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, so it did it, it did leak out kind of, you know, after you and I stopped paying attention right, at the right. end of the week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Darisaw wasn't able to play. Quisenberry stepped in. Um, O'Connell really praised Bradbury for uh, handling the line calls, communicating well with Dobbs, playing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about an offense without, uh, basically on its fourth quarterback. Yep. You know, these Mullins, if Mullins have been healthy, they probably don't could get tops. Uh, so, kind of quarterback four, uh, backup left tackle, uh, new right guard, uh, number one receiver out, lose number three receiver during the game, lose your backup running back who's probably your best running back during the game, and you still go out and beat, you know, a, a competent team. That's just, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, the Falcons are four and four. It's not like they, yeah. they they beat the dregs of the league. They they beat a team that has their own uh, playoff aspirations. On the other side of the coin, from thrilling victory to the agony of defeat, the Gophers who give up uh, a late lead, a backup QB comes in, zip zip right down the field, and and they get beat. And then with fifty seconds left, they go oh and 4, they go oh for four, and, and it's over. That's that's another bad loss for the Gophers.
1: It is. Joe Rossi has been. Has received credit. Uh, I think he's deserved credit for being kind of the key coach, along with Fleck on that staff. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been a good defensive coordinator. They had three really bad games this year. Yeah. Number one, they uh, blow a lead against a terrible Northwestern team and get run off the field second half. Number two, they just don't match up with Michigan at all and get steamrolled. And number three, they're playing a bad Illinois team at home. They have a lead and they just, they like you, you said, let a backup quarterback just torch them. Um, those are bad losses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, I thought last year was a disappointment given the ease of the schedule and the quality of the roster that they didn't do more with it. And this year, now it's turning into another kind of disappointment. Uh, to get not, you know, just a tougher schedule, but they've lost games. They had, in the Northwestern and the Illinois games shouldn't happen, really. No.
0: Michigan's beating everybody like that. Uh, Yeah. But but this one, yeah, that was was galling, in part because I have to look over at a smiling Brett Bielema after the game, too, and there's nothing more distasteful than that.
1: Yeah. Brett (laughs) is uh, a piece of work. That's That's about the only thing I can say uh, on the record about Brett Bielema. (laughs) That's right.
0: Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports of Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.